This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about our differences shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condice Presley. And today my guest is Chris Gardner. Yes, that Chris Gardner, the number one New York Times bestselling author of The Pursuit of Happiness and Start Where You Are. He's also the CEO of Gardner Rich & Company. That's a multi-million dollar brokerage with offices in New York, Chicago, and San Francisco. Chris Gardner joins us today to talk to us about his new book, Permission to dream. And Chris Gardner, thank you so much for joining us to talk about, uh, you know, happiness and dreaming. Pursuit to dream. Tell me about it. Well, let me tell you this. First of all, that uh, introduction you gave me, that's the old Chris Gardner. Let's talk about Chris Gardner 2.0. Okay. I have retired and I have given myself permission to dream. And I am now a 67-year-old startup. Okay, I spent 35 years on Wall Street, but now I'm in a bigger business. Right now, I'm trying to help create the next Chris Gardner's, and that's what this book is about. And when I say I'm trying to help create the next Chris Gardner's, some of them are going to be girls. And when I say I'm going to help create the next Chris Gardner's, let me be real clear on that. I don't mean that in a egotistical or narcissistic sense, but when a young person, Constance, come up to me and says, I want to become a billionaire, I've got to say, I've never done that. I can't help you with that. If a young woman comes up to me and says, I want to become the CEO of a major Fortune 500 company, I've got to say, I've never done that. I can't help you with that. But when a young person comes up to me and says, I want to do something that I love, I'm committed to becoming world-class at it, and I want to work for myself, to that young person, I can say, I've done that. I can help you with that. And that's what this whole thing is about, permission to dream. I'm tremendously excited about it, Constance, and it couldn't have come at a better time than right now today. Why do you say that? Because this is all the time that we've got, and we've all right now, Constance, are living in the same space. It's something that I call atomic time. We may be in different places chronologically, politically, emotionally, financially, but right now we're all living in the same space, atomic time, meaning that everything that we do must have a heightened sense of urgency. Everything that we do right now, we must be doing to the nth degree because this is all the time that we've got. COVID has taught us all one thing. Nobody knows how much time we got left on the clock. None of us. So that means it's atomic time. Some of us are fighting to protect our health. We're fighting to protect our families. Some of us are fighting to protect our businesses and livelihoods. And some of us are fighting to protect our dreams. Hence, permission to dream could not have come at a better time. Chris Gardner, I like to say that in the last year, God put the world in timeout and challenged us to look at ourselves, look at what we're doing, and decide, is this who I want to be? Is this what I want to do? And you're saying that living in atomic time post-COVID is giving all of us permission to dream. Absolutely. And all of us have learned something. I know I have in 2020 that's going to have, we're going to have these new tools in our toolbox, Constance, for the rest of our business and our personal lives. For instance, 
prior to the pandemic contest, I was on the road 200 days a year for 12 years speaking all over the world. But I had to make what I call the hard pivot from doing live to virtual events. I made the investment of time and the team and the technology that allowed me last year to speak in 50 countries and never got on a plane. And when I say hard pivot, let's be clear on what I mean by that. Hard pivot, meaning something you would have never chosen, but you still got to make it work. We've all had to do it at the same time. Do you think you lost anything by not getting on an airplane and making those appearances in person? I mean, you couldn't, but you you appeared more places. The one thing that this has cost me, it breaks my heart every day. I've not been able to see my grandbaby for a year. Now, you can Zoom and FaceTime and all that stuff all day, but ain't nothing going to ever replace grabbing your child. And that's the one thing, Constance. I'm fully vaccinated now, and I'm looking forward to seeing and grabbing my baby as soon as I can. You're, 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 <laughs> grand, you're granddad. You're a, a girl granddad, right? Oh, oh, please, please. Look here, let me tell you something. I am the world's greatest grandfather. All right, now, and I got one person to back me up on that, and that's the only person that matters, all right? Um, my granddaughter, this whole book, this whole idea, Permission to Dream, constant, it started because she wanted to learn how to play the harmonica. And she didn't just want a harmonica. She wanted the Ferrari of harmonicas. I didn't she know those existed, yeah. Okay? She wanted the harmonica that Stevie Wonder played on fingertips. I found one place in Chicago that had it constant. We went to pick it up, and we got stranded in the worst snowstorm in the history of Chicago without transportation. We got to walk home trained to wait for a bus, a taxi, an Uber. And out of nowhere, this little girl asked me, Papa, what's the difference between a dream and a plan? And that started this whole conversation, Constance, of permission to dream. If you had just one last conversation with your child, your grandchild, the person that you love more than anything in the world, what would you want them to know from you? to prepare them for tomorrow. Hence, permission to dream. You are such an inspirational and happy person. And I, I use the word happy knowing what I just said. Mm. How did you maintain that sense of, of inspiration and not let yourself get down in this last year, not being able to see your granddaughter? Let me tell you something. I am just one link in a chain of love and light that embraces the world. I mean, I've learned how to use this social media and to be in touch with people all over the world. And they are constantly sharing with me how, in some kind of a small way, Constance, I made a difference in their lives. And what's important for me is, you know what? I'll never forget my last conversation with my dear friend and mentor, Dr. Maya Angelou. We were talking about struggle, Constance, and she said to me, we have the people for this mountain. We must all be mindful that there are people who came before us who came up a steeper side of this mountain, 
carrying a bigger and heavier load with little to no opportunity, but they kept going forward, onward, and upward. And still I rise. Okay? I'll never forget the words of Dr. King, who once speaking on struggle said, if you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But you've got to keep going forward. To which I will add that baby steps count too. As long as you're going forward. I'll never forget one conversation with Biggie, my favorite rapper. We were talking about struggle. And out of nowhere, Biggie says, through the fire, through the pain, baby steps in the rain. While all about you are being the same, be the player, not the game. That's what keeps me going. My tank is full. <laughs> it is. My tank is full. I can and tell. We're gonna roll. We're doing 1,000 schools this year, 1,000 high schools, middle schools, and elementary schools all across America and giving all young people permission to dream. And let me tell you something. Now, I don't know how much time you got, but let me, let me share this with you. People ask me sometimes, well, what does success look like in this effort? You know, that sounds good, but what does success look like? I spoke 2019, November, Gulfport, Mississippi, one of the poorest communities in the United States. And in an auditorium of 800 students, I hadn't planned this, but it just came out in the exchange with the students. They had a state required mandatory exam coming up. Now, everybody listening to this is probably going to have some opinion about the state required exams. Let's put them aside for a second. It is what it is. The kids got to take them. But I challenged the children of that auditorium that day to seek perfection on this examination. You cannot seek perfection in life, but you can seek perfection academically. I challenged them, and let me tell you something. 80,000 students in the state of Mississippi took that test. 25 got a perfect score. Three out of that 25 came out of my school. Because you told them what you expected of them. That's what happened. Okay, hold up now. Another two missed a perfect score by one point. One point. So we're going to do something for those young people. I promised them, and I'm sitting down here right now. I'm about to write some checks. Mm, you are indeed an inspiration. How do you think young people are going to change? In fact, not only young people, but all of us. How do you think we change as we emerge from this pandemic with, as you've told us, permission to dream? The first thing is we got to know this is going to happen again. The last public speaking I get, engagement that I did was February 12, 2020. At the United Nations, I asked a question. The question was, what if there was some economic upheaval that occurred someplace around the world that had nothing to do with you, but suddenly you and your entire family is at risk? Again, the date was February 12, 2020. COVID-19 was already here. We didn't know it. My point is this is going to happen again. We just don't know its name. So what we need to all be asking ourselves right now, what did I learn in 2020 that I'm going to have in my arsenal, that I'm going to have in this quiver of arrows, that I'm going to have in my toolbox that I can use the rest of my business, 
and my personal life. What did I learn? And what I learned is it can be done. It can be done. Is our permission to dream now as we emerge out of the pandemic year, one where we're still dreaming big or are we making more realistic goals for ourselves? We got to do both. How? You got to dream big, but you got to take them baby steps every day. This is going forward. Let me tell you something. This is like coming out of the period of my life of a year of homelessness. You're going to have to take baby steps every day. And it's going to be a series of non-linear progressions. It's not going to be A, B, C, one, two, three. You're going to have to take baby steps every day. And every day you're going to have to look around you and see one little thing that helps you take the next step. Okay? Give you a for instance. After a year of living on the street, major difference between reality and the film. A lot of people don't know this. In the film, Jaden Smith plays my son as a five-year-old. In reality, at this point in time, my son was 14 months old. He was still in diapers. So that changes everything, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did our first place to live, and I'm thinking everything's going to be okay because I'm thinking we're going the right way, and I got home one night and found out that my local utility couldn't wait another day to get that $14 I owed them and turn my lights off. I didn't know whether I was going to quit, crack, or cry. I had to give my baby a bath by candlelight. I'm watching this little boy, and I'm asking myself doubting questions for the first time. How much longer can I do this? Where am I trying to get us to? What's going to happen next? And out of nowhere, my little boy stood up in the bathtub, looked me in the eye, and he says, Papa, you know what? You were good, Papa. Ah. Nothing else mattered. No, no, that's what I'm talking about. These little things, right? That was all I needed to keep going forward. That's one of them things my mama would say, boy, if that'll get your fire going, your foot, your, your wood must be wet. <laughs> so what do you mean when you write about changing the game? Change the game. Okay, look, let me tell you something. Here's what we're doing right now, this whole idea. I couldn't just keep, I saw some things and see some things in our country that concerns me, particularly around young people. I couldn't just keep shaking my head and going the other way and saying that's messed up. Change the game. Get engaged. Be in front of them. Share with them where you're from, which is where they're from, and show them that this can be done. Change the game, right? It can be done, man. You certainly changed the game. Look, and that's why I've got a responsibility right now to show others that it can be done. And not just for young people. You started off that introduction about me being on Wall Street. Okay, that was great. I spent my entire career there. But now we're doing a whole new thing, still involved in private equity investments, still involved in the financial services, but the game has changed now. Okay? The game has changed, and we're engaging technology to help change the business and how finance is done for people across the country. To whom do you credit your success and your ability to change the game in your own life from where you were to where you are now? My mama. (laughs) Constant. 
when you come to my house, you go come in the house. My house is built backwards. I don't know why, but the first thing you got to do is walk through the kitchen. You go see uh, my Mr. Coffee, and you go see a picture of my mother sitting there next to the coffee pot. We have a cup of coffee every day. Mama moved to heaven 40 years ago, but we're still talking every day. Okay? Mm-hmm. It was my mother who gave me permission to dream. It was my mother who said to me, son, you can do or be anything. And I believed it. And it's very important that I share what she did not say. She did not say that you could have anything. She did not say you could buy anything. She did not say that you're guaranteed a shirt or owed anything. She said you could do or be anything. And for me, that was an even bigger statement because if you could do or be anything, all this other stuff will come my mother saying to me, son, you could do or be anything. That was permission to dream. And let me say this. I had that permission amplified and crystallized for me by Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. I'll never forget the last speech he ever gave in his life. He was speaking to a group of municipal employees, garbage men, down in Memphis, Tennessee. And his message to those men that night was, whatever you're going to do with your life, you should seek to become the best at it. I believe his exact words were, if you're going to be a garbage man, you should seek to become the best garbage man in sweet streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Even during your darkest days, Mm. knowing that you were inspired by your mom, Mm -hmm. did you ever doubt that things would turn out all right? No. Why not? Because, number one, I was doing something that I absolutely loved, and I had made the commitment to become world-class at it. And I knew all I got to do is keep taking these baby steps every day. And it led me from where I was to where I am right now. And I got to tell you, the view is pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) The view is pretty good. But the view for me is not what I'm looking at physically. It's what I see when I look across the country. And then when I'm out with young people at all these schools and looking in their eyes, Constance, let me tell you, I met a young girl down in Newport News, Virginia, at a fantastic school called the Achievable Dream Academy. She walked up to me after I spoke and she took her hand out and she said, Mr. Gardner, When I grow up, I want to become a chemical engineer, and I want to work for NASA. Now, she was 13 years old, Constance, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And all she needed and wanted right there was somebody to tell her that could be done. I took it a step further. Having a fair amount of reaching some relationships, I called NASA. So now after I speak, one of the brightest young minds from NASA comes in and speaks to the same class and talks about career opportunities and the path forward if you want to work at NASA. So after I speak, man, we're going to occupy Mars. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we're going. We're going to occupy Mars, okay? You are no doubt, sir, paying it forward, all of your many blessings. What is Mm. the one thing that you want readers to take away from Permission to Dream beyond accepting our permission to dream. Acting on it. And acting on it, no means nobody's got to see it but 
you. My mom used to look at me sometimes. She'd say, she'd say son, you're seeing ghosts again? Yes, ma'am. What she meant was, you're seeing yourself do things that no one can see but you. Her point was, conscience, as long as you're seeing them with the eyes in your soul, nobody's got to see them but you. As you're going forward, sometimes, conscience, a lot of folks are not going to see your vision because it's not theirs. They have a vision for you, but it's not your vision. It's not what you see. It's not what you feel. And I give everybody some homework. Young people, old people, forget the demographics. I'm giving everybody some homework. Brush your teeth. And when you're looking in the mirror, brushing your teeth, ask that person two questions. If I could walk through a door tomorrow morning and be doing anything in the world, what would it be? What would it look like? What would it smell like? What would it taste like? Engage all of your senses and then ask yourself, what did I do today to make tomorrow happen? That's the homework. Taking action. That's the homework and giving yourself permission to dream. This book, Constance, was ready to come out last year, but I made the decision, no, 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 hold up, no. Let's just let some of this smoke and dust settle. With everything that was happening in 2020, any conversations about what could be would not get any airspace. But now it's time to go forward. And I'm giving everybody in America permission to dream. And you know what? Let me say this one last thing. Across all demographics and whatever anybody feels strongly about, if we all had permission to dream right now, we would dream of one thing, and that would be being able to be with our families right now. Yeah. Hmm? That's exactly. It. That's it. All right. That's oh. it, baby. So permission to dream is granted from the CEO of Happiness. All right, Mr. CEO of Happiness. The book is, he has given it to us, Permission to Dream. Chris Gardner with his powerful book on dreaming your way to the next level of your life. You know him because we know the pursuit of happiness. Chris, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. We talked when Pursuit of Happiness came out, and I look forward to seeing you in my studio sometime in the next year. How about that? How about in the next few months? I'd like that even better. All right, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. In our next segment, we'll close out Women's History Month. I'm going to introduce you to a woman who is making her way big time in what some people would say is a man's industry. Then, we are going to dive deeply into a special United Way initiative. It's the 21-Day Racial Equity Challenge It's a self-directed study that you can begin right after today's program. This is Perspectives on News 95.5 WSB. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Or message me via social media. I'm Condos Presley on Facebook, Condo29 
on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another perspective. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.